hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. Call me. On the line. There we go. How about that? <laughs> Played a game. <laughs> Give us the next lyric. We are, uh, I believe, whatever government agency tried to shut us down. Mm-hmm. We are back on the YouTube <laughs> feed. I think it's been successfully reestablished. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there you go. And now that. And uh, boy, it's Friday. Yeah, it is. Uh, so we're gonna get someone to investigate that. <laughs> Find out what it, maybe it's another solar flare. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. The phone number 317 684 8444. If you'd like to contribute you ever, with your voicemail, you ever been doing that where you're driving down the road and the radio just stops <laughs> and then you have to just keep it on that station just to see how long they have the dead radio air. will be out for? Right. I mean, is that just we're radio people, so are we the only ones who do that? Do you think the normal people just change the channel? or do you just stare at the radio? I'd be fascinated to know this. Add Rob M. Kendall on Twitter or mm-hmm. uh, 317-684-8444 or if you don't want to correspond with me, at Casey Daniels 317 on Twitter. When you know the station has been knocked off the air, how long do you leave your radio on that station? Yeah, when it's a competitor of mine, I sit there and wait a while. Yeah, don't you and cheer? Laugh you cheer. And point and laugh. <laughs> but when it's one of my own stations, I try and get a hold of somebody. What's going on? Yeah. You know we're off the air. Sure. So there is um, there is nothing there is nothing worse than owning or running a radio station and knowing you're off the air. Do you ever have dead air dreams? Dead air dreams. Yeah. No, I, I think I think that's kind of like the being naked in public. Dream. Yeah. No. OK. So that's interesting. You would say this is supposed to be our voicemail segment, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll get it's interesting them. that you I don't think I've had dead air dreams. I think I've had dreams where I can't run the equipment properly. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't get, like, nobody can hear me talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't maneuver properly to get the stuff on the air, or I can't speak. I think I've had the, does that count as a dead air dream? I think so. I, I used to have the dream uh, when we were through the process of switching from CDs to digital to MP3s. Yeah. Uh, I, I would always have the dream that the CD player wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So that's. Uh, Whatever. I uh, yeah. I, you know, there is there is no there is no worse feeling for people who work in our business. If you are in a management or ownership um, capacity, when we <laughs> when we owned our radio station in uh, in North Carolina, yeah. sometimes we wouldn't be there, and we had a guy who kind of ran the place for us. He was a, a local guy and and uh, just lived right around the corner, and we would be able to log in mm-hmm. and see Remotely. you know m- monitor the the station. Yeah, and. Like, if he wasn't there and it went off the air, there was no worse feeling than having to call him and just hope he was still in town. And if you got something on the weekend like, hey, I'm at the beach, I'll be back I'll be back Monday, and then you're like, you you would not believe the amount of people that mm-hmm. we had to, like, let know where the secretive key was to get in the right. building. Please go in there and get and us then, back and on the air. And then you try to have to walk them through it. Okay, press this button. No, try this one. No, try that one. <laughs> Troubleshooting over the phone. <laughs> you know what? Just unplug it, count to 10, plug it back in. That always works. <laughs> yeah, sure, Casey. That always works. That, just uh, fine. You know what? And maybe that's what Nikki Haley needs to do. Maybe she needs to <laughs> unplug it, count to 10, plug it back in. Of course, the, the uh, South Carolina primary coming up this weekend. And... 
Donald Trump, the clear leader in all of the pre-primary polling. He's got about 60% of the support, which is far outpacing her. She's sitting at about 30% in all of the recent polls. She has outspent him by so much. I, I think it's being reported like she spent nearly $15 million in South Carolina and he's only sitting at $1.5 million. Why would anyone give money to Nikki Haley at this point? Like, is there that? How do we have any hunger in the world? How do we have any veteran who sleeps on a street if people have that much money that they are willing to give mm-hmm. it to Nikki Haley? Billionaires Think who want to see her do something. All the good you could actually do with that money. Instead, you were literally just flushing it down the toilet. Well, why, not only why would you give her money, but why is she remaining in the race? And here's somebody calling with a possible answer, maybe a question. Hey, Rob and Casey. Uh, I uh, was listening to you earlier this week talking about why the reasons why uh, – Nikki Haley would remain in the race, and I firmly believe that she was given all this money by the Koch brothers and all these other uh, never-Trump donators simply because they want to try, to try to drag it out as long as they can and make the RNC spend all their money so that Donald Trump doesn't have a chance of winning. And I, I also believe that they, this was probably offered to Ron DeSantis, but I believe he turned it down. Now, I may be wrong about that, but I just believe that's why she's staying in it. She, that, she made the agreement she would remain in it, and they would continue financing her campaign to, to keep going as long as possible. Thanks for all you do. Bye. Yeah, that was the theory that I had, that she had promised those large donors she would stay in it, and they keep giving her more money. So no matter how well she's doing, she's going to stay. She could end up with zero delegates in her home state. That's a real possibility. How embarrassing. Yeah. And then at that point, I think she really, really has to <laughs> realize well, that it's not going to happen. But we've talked about this many, many times. We spent most of the last year talking about it as these people were getting in. If you're Mike Pence, what was your realistic path to be the president? Mm. Let's just pretend everybody was going to turn against Trump, which they weren't. And by the time he got in, he should have known that. Do you think they were going to go to you? Oh, we're done with Trump, and we're going to go to the guy that we believe sabotaged Trump? Right. What, no. what, what is? What was the path? Now, Christy, we know it was a fool's errand. And if you're someone like Tim Scott or Ramaswamy, clearly it lifted their profile. Scott may end up being vice president out of it. But some of these people, if you're Burgum or uh, mm-hmm. Hutchinson or uh, – I don't know. I can't even remember some of these other also ran. There was another governor, wasn't there? there was Ron a, DeSantis. Well, no. I mean, That's he was a, re- a realistic thing. shot to win. Um, what was the other one? There was Hutchinson, there was Burgum, and then there was one other guy that was like, who are you and why are you these 1% guys mm-hmm. that were, uh, I don't even remember anymore. But it's just, you wonder, like, what? what is the point of wasting all your time? What is the calling? I think in the case of like Doug Burgum, he really thought that he could, he had something to contribute. Like he, what? I I do. Like why else would he have done? What did that? he have to contribute though? Well, he not a lot. Clearly, <laughs> he had one percent. Um, okay, here's another phone call about uh, somebody who ran for mayor in Indianapolis. Rob Casey with Shelby County again. Hey, talk about idiot politicians. Look at the Republican Party showing how intelligent they are. They give Marion County a crappy candidate for mayor 
that don't do good, had no chance of getting it. So now we're fortunate enough they're going to toss it out to the state level, and maybe we'll get him as a congressman. What a joke the party is. Happy Friday. Hmm. Have a good day. So, of course, he's talking about Jefferson Shreve. Well, yeah, and we talked about this yesterday on Hammer and Nigel because we got they were they obviously want to talk a bunch about this Gabe Whitley stuff. Mm -hmm. And they said, is it possible that this Whitley guy could still become the nominee for Congress? I said, well, he's running. And they were like, well, you know, he couldn't win, could he? I said, have you met the Marion County GOP? I mean, the Marion County GOP is one of the most inept, pathetic organizations in existence. I know Joe Elsner, who's the guy who runs it, nice enough guy. Actually, he was manned up at Danville Field Office in 2012 and a super competent guy. But, uh, look, that thing is in shambles. And when they brought Elsner in, because he was a Holcomb guy, it was supposed to be like, look, look, all the gravitas, and uh, now the state party's going to get behind Marin County because Joe Elsner is over there. And again, Joe Elsner is a very hardworking, nice guy, but that the Marin County GOP, mm-hmm. look at the trash they are generating in terms of who the candidates are, the lack of competitive races they're running. Uh, this, I mean, that it. We need now. First, one of one of the things is the state legislature has so gerrymandered the state that they've almost made it impossible for Republicans to win in Marion County because of the way they've drawn the. I mean, like Andre, nobody was going to beat Andre Carson anyway. But especially now, I mean, because they made one district more safely Republican, Carson's going to win anyway. We know we'll put more Democrat voters in here, but it's just, uh, just gosh, it's just like we have just seated the capital city. Mm-hmm. To a bunch of maniacs, and then we get a candidate who has infinite money, mm-hmm. and he spends more time talking about the animal shelter yeah. than he does where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Right. So, but he, the guy's right. You may now have him as a congressman. No, you will not have him as a congressman. You don't think so? There's as much chance I'm going to be a congressman as Jefferson. And Street you're not Casey, running. And I am not running. Okay, so you mentioned the YouTube feed went down. Is it back up now? It is. Okay, you can. You know, uh, here, look, we were at like 150 when it went down. We're we built back up in the last couple minutes to 64. I'd like for the uh, Kendall and Casey audience to show us a little love because of our bad fortune. And let's see if by the end of the show, we can once again, even uh-huh. if you only stay for a few minutes, yeah. let's band together and get us back to that one at 150 We're going to work together for this. Uh, somebody wanted to call and make a comment about uh, the podcast. Hey, guys. I'm not sure if this goes to your producer or an IBC um, specifically, but... I know that you guys, I listened to you on the podcast, and I know you guys have added commercials on the podcast, which is cool. I totally get that. But I super appreciate the fact that uh, when they first started putting them in, they were just like thrown in the middle. And other podcasts will do that, which is just really annoying when somebody's in mid-sentence and you flip to a commercial. I appreciate that they're taking the time to slip them in when you guys have commercial breaks so that it flows nicely. I know it's got to be extra work, and I just want to let you know that I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, that was all Jason's mm-hmm. fault, and we thoroughly reprimanded him, and he immediately fixed the mistake. What is it? What are the three steps, Casey? Wait, 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 wait a minute. So Kevin always had it? Yes. Set. Oh, so we this, never this heard went on this for until... like two days and yeah. everybody's complaining. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Welcome to radio. Yeah. And what's the, what's the, no, but we're complimenting you because you took, what are the three steps? Uh, acknowledge the mistake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apologize yeah. for the mistake. 
take corrective action. You did all those things. You did it perfect. Yeah. Nobody told me it was a mistake, though, until they told me it was a mistake. So <laughs> well, you, you kind of have to say, do it this way. That's my point. Then uh, it's a mistake. Uh, but you did you did take the corrective action, and that's that's what matters He's most. completely pulling a George Costanza right there. Had I known that this behavior was not acceptable <laughs> at work. All right, one last phone call, and this is about the uh, time we spent yesterday with Matt Baer and Ryan Hedrick in their supporting supporting sobriety podcast and this is uh one of our favorite callers he calls every single day oh, how exciting he's the one who picks apart everything we oh, say yeah. he's got something nice to say oh how, how nice and then he's gonna be true to form <laughs> hey kendall and casey the supporting sobriety segment on your show mm-hmm. was dynamite uh i wish that had been something i could watch back in the day when so many of my family were having problems. Um, and the only thing I the only thing I take away from it that I didn't like is the utter hypocrisy of you two demonizing Hunter Biden, a recovering coke addict, and acting like there's no redemption for him at all. But other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed the segment. Well, Hunter Biden's a criminal mm-hmm. who used access to his father to enrich himself. That's what we're critical of Hunter Biden on. Not that Hunter Biden had a drug problem. Hunter Biden is not some poor singing orphan. We're critical that Hunter Biden, who is a complete buffoon and a moron, sold access to his dad to enrich himself. There, did I touch all the bases, Casey? I think you got it. Thank you. Hammer's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.